Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Monday, January 13th, 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, glad you made it. Yeah, I mean, we, we all made it, really, <laughs> in the end. And we made some friends along the way. Some memories. God, ESPN and their stupid autoplay heads once again just blasting my ears. I know the <laughs> listeners can't hear it, but man, max volume. I got the stupid Black & Decker ad just bla- Anyway. I'm fine. We're here. We're doing okay. So you okay? No, no. But that's beside the point. Um, actually, yeah, I'm I'm fine, really. So, okay. How, how are you doing? You hanging in there? Oh, I'm I'm devastated. Yeah, I could tell. I think we all are inconsolable. Yeah, we're all reeling from this one right now. I, I mean, it's totally unexpected for Michigan State to lose uh, at Mackey. I, I was completely blindsided by it. Really, that, that's just very, very unlike them. And unfortunately, uh, that's the end of the Big Ten season. And there's no way they can bounce back and recoup and uh, get back their first place spot. Oh, oh, wait, hold. Oh, oh, we're still in first. Oh, and there's many games left. Oh, okay, no, we're fine. That's right. Okay. I thought you were talking about the Houston Texans. No, no, you're thinking of the other team that played on CBS that laid uh, an absolute uh, egg. That's, uh, yes. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, MSU not laying the biggest egg on CBS you know today was incredible. <laughs> if there's one. Nice silver lining. Well, there's a couple, mm-hmm. but the one, the, the big one is, um, you know, it is noon. It was a noon tip Sunday hours before a playoff game that went absolutely bananas in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's January 12th was mm-hmm. the day of the game. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, everyone who was paying attention quickly forgot about it because dear God, was that a football game? Um, yeah. so we're going to talk about what happened, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. We're going to talk about it. I guess it. we should. Long-term implications, um, concerns, mm-hmm. thoughts, yep. prayers. I, I don't know. We'll get into it all yeah. uh, throughout all three segments for today's show because we don't have much else to talk about. No, um, no. And there's only one yeah. game in the next 11 days, too, which sucks. Yep. So, yeah, that's... It sucks, but it's nice. It. it you know what? Like mm-hmm. Thursday, su- Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. All four Big Ten games. Even though only one was on the road, um, you didn't get any sort of patty cake team in there. No, uh, not that there's many this year in the Big Ten, but you know Northwestern and Nebraska right in the middle there makes things a little different. Mm-hmm. Or you catch somebody on a really off night, which I guess you you did on, against Illinois in the beginning. But you know, tough games, rivalry game. Then Minnesota hung tough for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's a grind in the conference. Yeah. So four day, four games like that in whatever it is, ten days. That that's doesn't seem like a ton, but it, it can add up as you can as you saw, <laughs> especially when you're ending it at a really tough place to play. So we're going to talk about this game um, for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also of note, Matt. Yes, Will. Uh, we are just past the one-year anniversary of the uh, reshuffling of the deck chairs for the Michigan State football coaching staff. Heck Again, yeah. it's Sunday night as we record this. We're not anticipating any changes, but the changes that were announced last year came right around this time. Um, I don't. I think it was. A Monday or a Tuesday. It may have been later in the week last year. I forget how days work sometime. Um, but we're right around that same point. So, you know, if something gets announced and we're not going to get to it, obviously, on today's show, rest assured we will 
do plenty of talk about that in the future, uh, regardless of changes, because there's stuff to talk about. Yep, sure is. But for today, let's yeah. talk about... Um, Lighter things, you know, like a 29-point beating. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So this was the lowest point total Michigan State has scored since 2012, Matt. Hmm, fine year. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, you, you don't want to put up a Jackie Robinson in a game and just drop a 42 spot. No. That's not going to win you most games. Unless you're playing Virginia, then it probably will win you a game. But we did not play Virginia today. No. Um, they lost 42-41 to 41 at Illinois <laughs> in 2012. Um, that was a good team, though. What seed were they in the NCAA tournament? A one seed? That year? Oh, that have been sophomore year, sophomore they, year. They, oh, they yeah, they won, were one seed, yeah. Yeah, they won 15 straight games at one point that yeah, year. Yeah, that's when they lost um, to Louisville. And the, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and, and hey, that team, even that team, lost three of five in the middle of the season to bad Northwestern and bad Illinois teams. So. I'm almost like kind of, and I, I voice this on, on Twitter, I, I, it'd almost be comforting to see this team lose three games in a row, you know? <laughs> like, that is, that, that is the status quo of MSU basketball. It is just out of nowhere, absolutely nowhere, just like going on like a, a, a three, four game skid where mm-hmm. you're wondering like, what, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and yeah. uh, it all working out in the end anyway. So, yeah, um, wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world? I'm not actually rooting for it, but it, it, it'd be comforting, I guess. You know, it, it wouldn't be anything we're not used to if this were to happen. True. Um, so it, we sort of, I don't know, we gloss over it or skip past it or, or whatever. Don't talk about it a ton because how the season played out and all that. But, like, even just last year at Purdue, mm-hmm. They were down, what, 24, 26 oh, they were at some point? 400 points, yeah. And they got it to three or four, which was like the mm-hmm. big thing. They ended up losing by 10. Like, yeah. for much of that game, they were pretty well manhandled. Um, like, the difference is, like, today or yesterday, whatever, you know, against Purdue Sunday, yeah. they got it from 26 down to 11 at one point. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I saw a lot of like, oh, it just sucked that they folded and, and you know, what yada, yada, yada. I'm like, well, I mean, to some extent, sure, they, they did that. And they really the last seven minutes of the game were, they were like, let's just get the hell out of here. But the beginning of the second half, they, they got it to a respectable point, And then, you know, <laughs> Purdue hit a tough shot. Michigan State missed so many open looks like just catastrophic uh, three-point yeah. shooting mm-hmm. on wide open looks and honestly in that moment say purdue misses and michigan state comes down and hits a three like the game very well may have been on at that point but they just couldn't quite get over the hump so yeah it sucks that like it went from an 11 point de- deficit with however 12 13 minutes left to the ultimate 29 point beating um but i think a lot of that was just sort of built up during all right let's get on the plane and produce like no we're not done yet yeah, there's five minutes left <laughs> yes yeah yeah and and they were not done the committee's watching right now we <laughs> we need blood on our hands from this game so um, um are is there anything that you want let, let's sort of start our analysis here. sure is there anything okay. you want to take away from this long term um, that is immediate con- immediately concerning because i got a lot of people Tweeting at me like, oh, man, that was concerning. Like, yeah. They're, like, nervous about the result. 
And I, I get it. And I, maybe this is the reason, like, why I'm not, you know, in, in my fallout shelter thinking that this is the end of the world and just irate at what happened because half of it is, like, it's very hard to win at Mackey. Now, getting beat by 29 doesn't help. But uh, regardless, it, it's not easy to get a win there. The other half of this is, like, I don't really think we learned anything new today. It was just kind of hidden during this eight-game win streak. Like, we knew that if Cassius Winston wasn't going, mm-hmm. the team wasn't going. Mm-hmm. And also, it was really the perfect storm. I mean, Purdue was nailing their threes. Boudreaux, who was an <laughs> 8% shooter from three. One of 13 entering the game. Is Clay Thompson all of a sudden. I don't know where. He's hitting everything. And Purdue also zero first-half turnovers. So they played a great game. And not only that, but also in the first half, it wasn't always meant to be Kithier on Williams, but it happened a lot because of off-ball screens and switches and, oh, dink, dunk, whoop, whoop, and what, oh, and now we got Kithier on Williams. And that's an easy two points. So Purdue, mm-hmm. yeah, they played a solid game. MSU's end, though, eight first-half turnovers. Not great. Not great. Not the best. Um, zero. Zero made threes. That's that's not going to help in the first half. That's um, tough. And here's what else uh, is tough is... Uh, Let's let's shoot it straight. No one really played well. Like, no no one played great. Cassius, this might be sacrilege for me to say. Look, that's the worst game we'll see him play all season. Now, I was too sad to go look up if that's the worst game he'll have in his career. But I'm going to go ahead and just guess that that's going to be on his Mount Rushmore of games he's going to want to forget. Like, it's, what was it's it like? like that in Illinois last year? Yeah, like was it two years ago? Whatever that Illinois game was, I think. It was oh two years god! Ago. Oh heavens! Yeah, when he had like 28 turnovers. But anyway, like yes. tonight he had what eight or nine turnovers. I didn't hit a three pointer. Um, but yeah, I just also getting badgered too in the full court press. I'm sure that has something to do with it as well. And Purdue, you know, had an incredible game plan around him, and mm-hmm. it just worked out. And I mean, in the end, MSU just. You know, it's like the thing you were talking about earlier. Like, yeah, they got it down to 11. They could have hit a shot. Like, there were multiple times they just didn't take advantage of opportunities. Totally. Whether it was, like, Purdue going in a drought and then MSU not scoring in said Purdue drought or, you know, oh, great, Williams missed two free throws. Let's, oh, let's just give the ball right back to Purdue because we didn't yeah. box out. And, you know, just stuff of that nature. And, you know, not hitting the open shots, whatever. So, I mean, yeah, it was a perfect storm. I it's going to be very hard for me to believe that we're going to see all that happen uh, <laughs> in a game again, which I think I said that against after the Virginia Tech game, but here we are anyway. Um, well, yeah. yeah. Um, and you also combine in, you're on the road in conference play against a very, very desperate team. That That's the thing. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's not an analytical or a numbers thing, but there is something to be said about going into a very like hostile environment against yeah. a desperate team desperate team that needs this win to play in the first four games at Dayton when March rolls around like there there's something to that so and boy did they puff their chests out uh after getting this win uh let's pause here for a sec we'll come back with more uh discussion about this game yeah okay so my thoughts kind of align with yours generally by the way I looked it up Evan Mm -hmm. Boudreaux the last time he scored in double digits Mm mm-hmm against a Power 5 opponent, so we're going to throw out the Chicago State game uh, from earlier this year. The last time he scored in double digits against a Power 5 opponent Mm -hmm. was November 28th of 2018 against against Florida State. Good for you, bud. You're back, baby. (laughs) He had a crisp 12 uh, because he got to the free throw line 10 times somehow. Huge, huge game. (laughs) Huge game for white dudes with horrible hairlines representation today. That was Were big. You, yeah, you had to be fired up. I, I got to say, a little part of me was like, 
<laughs> damn right he's, he's making it rain right now. That's, I was, if, if you don't think that's going to inspire me at uh, tonight's pickup game that I'm playing in tonight, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting up at least 17 shots tonight. It's, it's going to be a, an outing for your boy tonight. I So it, it, it's a tough one for me because my hair is doing fine. It is, um, yes. And to some extent, like jokes about hair and things like that like it's almost like you're straddling a line like it should be fine but you know some people are genuinely like sensitive about it and don't like getting some people are okay with the teasing some people aren't and if it legitimately hurts somebody's feelings it's not worth the laugh Mm -hmm. so i don't know where evan boudreaux stands on this but if he's cool with it like i was really enjoying the (laughs) jokes at his expense that weren't too vicious, just like mid a guy with a midlife crisis is busting us from three. And he like, was, like, yeah, <laughs> like just stuff like that, like just describing him as someone in his forties um, playing in a college game. I did get a kick out of that mm-hmm. during the uh, beatdown. So good for him um, for you know, and he's not a catastrophically bad shooter. He's actually usually in the mid thirties from three, so it was inevitable that he would mm-hmm. do this. But of course, it's against Michigan State that he right. finally hits a shot. On the night where nothing is going well for Michigan State, <laughs> yes. and everything is already going pretty good for Purdue, like yes. they're executing their game plan perfectly. Their <laughs> shots uh, are falling, which uh, hey, that works well for one team. Congratulations to them. Uh, yeah, and why not just sprinkle this guy? Just uh, you know, just having himself a career game against yeah. us. Why? Why not? Why not? Well. You know. Um, if you so, here's my thoughts on on this in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I think it's okay to be concerned if. If you're worried that Cassius Winston will have nine turnovers on in ten points in a game consistently, yeah. If you're worried that every single player outside of Rocket Watts will have an offensive rating well below 100, like Mm -hmm. crazily below 100, Um, and also if you're worried that Michigan State is just going to consistently have bad effort like if there's if that's I, what if, drove me the craziest about the first half turnovers the eight turnovers sure. like seven of them easily preventable just by like waking up and yeah. like just taking minimal care of the ball yeah. like that, that that was the insane part purdue wasn't even working for these things it was just purdue. like oh well, it's been it's been 20 seconds let's just chest pass it right to them like oh <laughs> purdue Sorry. purdue's a good team Sure. They went into They're that fine. game with yeah. the number 10 Ken Palm defense. Now they have the number 7 in defensive mm-hmm. efficiency. Uh, that's pretty friggin' good. That yeah, is it's, fantastic. It's yeah. Michigan State didn't even make them work. Like, no. they were working on their own. Like, Penn State was getting after it on defense, and, and Michigan State was just like, oh, and mm-hmm. just like, get, get, away, get away, get away, get away, and just like, here's the ball. Right. Like they were, and it was on the other end. The closeouts were slow. Dude, switches I, like <laughs> watching people get lost on switch. Like I watched Cassius like run around the the paint, like looking like where am I going? And then yes. like oh look, someone has an open three. I bet he was supposed to be out there. Like just it was they I were moving every, slow. They were every front court out. player had that moment though of like just looking like they were in outer space uh, yeah. on a switch or something like that, and like lighting up an open three. Like the, it was it was the same thing that Tom Izzo nearly, uh, allegedly for the national media, allegedly almost murdered Aaron Henry over last year in the Bradley game. <laughs> and it just happened like every like yeah. 
two minutes out there today. It's like, and that guy is wide open. No one's within 20 feet of him. Great. And so, yeah, it was just, yeah, that add that to the perfect storm too. of just like, yeah, man, did we ever wake up? I mean, so if there's two things, we'll just limit it to two. Cause I think there's a number of things that you can consistently rely on for Michigan state. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to watch a Michigan state basketball game this year. Mm-hmm. What am I going to get pretty much every time out? Mm-hmm. I would say, you're going to get a really good performance from Cassius Winston, who's one of the best players in the country. Okay, hot take. I would, All right. I would also say you're more, way more often than not, most of the time you're going to see a team work really hard on the defensive end, on the rebounds, in the running game, mm-hmm. on offense, setting screens, all the, all the little bullcrap little things, nitty-gritty, dirty plays, not dirty plays, but like, Sure. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little things. Like, you're Mm going to see them work hard at that. That, That's just kind of what the program's always been built on. And number three, um, you're also going to see a uh, Rocket Watts travel on a jab stop. (laughs) That's the the third thing that you'll always see when you tune into Michigan State basketball. You got the Rocket Watts jab step, but you could not have been further away from getting those two other things today. And it just, that's, that's what happened. You played a good team. And you brought your D minus game, and they yep. brought an A game. And I don't care who you are, how much talent you have, mm-hmm. if you play that poorly mm-hmm. against a good team that's playing that well mm-hmm. at their place, mm-hmm. you're gonna get run out of the gym. Uh, is 29 points getting run out of the gym? Is that? I would cons- if there's a point in the game where you're just like, dear God, end it already. Mm-hmm. That's getting run out of the gym. Mm-hmm. That happened. For five, six minutes there at the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to say, though, MSU really commits to either like winning or losing. Like very <laughs> rarely do they have a game that's like close. So <laughs> got to give it to them for that. Never, ever question their commitment one way or another. Like it's, it's either they're, they're clapping other people or they're getting clowned. So yeah, they, at the they, very least, this team knows commitment. <laughs> they turned it over on 30% of their possessions. That's, that sounds right. Yeah. 18. Like. Yeah. Their yeah. turnover percent for the season, even after that game, yeah. factoring in a catastrophically bad turnover game, mm-hmm. is eighteen percent. It just gave me shades of last year's Illinois game. Like uh, you know, Illinois had in themselves a great game. MSU played like they never even got off the bus, and you know it was just never really close for most of the game. And then, then it was for a little bit, but then it wasn't. So I don't know. Like I'm having major flashbacks to last year's. Uh, Illinois yeah. game as a comparison so but and you know it worked out fine and maybe that's why I'm not worried too it's like how many times have we seen this happen like you know in January where you know the team lays kind of an egg on the road and mm-hmm. also point me to the college program that doesn't lay an egg yeah. on the road every once in a while in conference I mean of course now again again and maybe I gotta remind myself this too like it's not like they lost by seven or anything they did lose by 20 freaking nine points like that is yeah. rough but I mean, that's is such, such is life in college basketball. And really, I mean, this is going to sound ridiculous. And uh, I, I'm going to sound like a clown saying this. It didn't seem like a 29-point game, though. It only really seemed like a 15-point game. So, <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. But, it settled into a, a gentle butt-whooping mm-hmm. um, and no, escalated it, it, it the was. last we, five minutes into yeah. an all-and-out throttling. Um, we so took Mich- it on the chin. But, yeah, again, I guess <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is, like, point me to the college program – ranked or not ranked that doesn't take it on the chin uh, yeah. at least once in conference play yeah. now if it happens again will if it happens again if we face wisconsin and we get bashed by 20 then we can worry then then i might be stretching the collar out a little bit starting yeah. to sweat here uh but yeah honestly yeah. 
and this is probably letting people down with how you know irate I'm not. Um, boys are going to be okay. Uh, that might sound crazy after 29 point whooping at an unranked Purdue team, but the kids are going to be all right. I mean, I think they'll be okay. Just for reference, Michigan State turned it over 30 percent uh, against Purdue, the worst team in the country, Arkansas Pine Bluff, mm. out of the SWAC conference. Of course, the, yep. the worst turnover team, I should say, not the total worst team. Although they are 344th out of 353 in overall. Good God. All right. They beat Mississippi Valley State, though. Um, Arkansas Pine Bluff turns it over 28.4% of the time. So today, Michigan State was worse than the worst team in the country's average at protecting the basketball. Um, Dear God, could you imagine rooting for a basketball team that turned it over like that every single game? I, I, feel, I feel my chest tightening just hearing that bird get like like once once was hard to do today like oh my god you're you're 15 16 17 games into the season that's oh no pine bluff shoot ah uh. it's it's gonna be tough for uh Arkansas pine bluff to scratch out many wins this year so yeah just like you know, you know what we gotta pause we'll come right back okay. and we'll, we'll finish off this uh here in just a second. Okay, so just to sort of sum things up, I mm-hmm. guess, for yeah. me, yeah, it was much more embarrassing mm-hmm. than it was concerning. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Or it, it, it's concerning, like, if you already didn't know that these could be problems. Like, I, for, for me, I don't mean to sound like all pompous and be like, oh, I know more than anyone. I don't know more than anyone else. But, like, for me, all these concerns, like, were known by Maui that, like, if Cassius ain't doing it, your plan B is either got to be X going insane or someone catching fire out of nowhere. And X, X played an okay game. He was fine. But, uh, was, yeah, no was, no one was really stroking it today, to say the least. I mean, I mean, Tillman scored eight points on ten shots. That's bad. Had yeah. eight rebounds, none on the offensive glass against a team that's not great defensive rebounding, and he's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, def- uh, offensive rebounding. He turned it over twice while, you know, not having a ton of possessions, only one assist. Like, even he, was, he was bad. He wasn't as bad as Cassius. He yeah. wasn't as bad as Gabe Brown. I guess I didn't know it was just eight points. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, 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 he, he played shots. solid defense, though, if I'm remembering correctly. I mean, maybe yeah, film will say something else, but, like, yeah, I, th- yeah. I thought it was, like, fine. I don't he, know. He blocked some shots and stuff, but, like... How about this? It was relatively fine compared to how everyone else was playing. <laughs> I'm the that's bell that's curve. all I'll back myself up here. It, it, compared to everyone else, he was fine. <laughs> like, on the bell curve. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, it was just fine. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't just that Cassius was bad. It, Cassius was as bad as you're going to see. Tillman mm-hmm. was bad. Gabe Brown is as bad as he's going to get. And yep. it, like, I don't know if I'm just noticing things or trying to find out, like make up reasons why something's happening. Like Gabe Brown is shooting like 20% from three. The last three or four weeks or something really bad gotcha. goes over three again. I thought his his jumper looked really flat. Um, oh, okay. Th- that could be a, a just something that uh, again I could be making something up, trying to find a reason why is he not making them. But it looked flat to me. It's something that I want to like pay attention to moving forward. But it just didn't look good. And I noticed it like the second one, and then I, on this third he went over three from three on his third one too. Um, after I had noticed it, I was like, oh yeah, that does look flat, sort of reaffirmed it. So I don't know 
Hmm. If that's a thing, a one-off thing, or if I'm just noticing that he has a flat trajectory in his jumper, but it just didn't look great. Could be, uh, yeah. Off his hands. Or maybe he just jumps so high that he's above the rim <laughs> when he releases it, so he's shooting down on the hoop. That could, could be. be the case. Um, Henry was bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bingham was yeah. bad. Kithier was pretty bad too. I, I thought I don't know. It's tough to justify Kithier minutes over Malik Hall and Julius Marble right now. I, I yeah, just, especially today, Hall. Hall. I, no, I'm sorry, not Hall. Um, Marble. Marble had some moments out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what his conditioning is. I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of. Yeah, uh, and why I he like, can't be played more, but yeah. I like Kithier, um, mm-hmm. and I think there's a number of things that he does. Well, I still think he can be an off- effective offensive rebounder and like really end up being a Matt Costello type, just making energy plays, playing good defense, and being yeah. a solid all around player. But right now, he just hasn't you know, been doing much, and defensively, he's getting worked a lot, and that's tough for him. Travion Williams outweighs him by sixty oh, pounds. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> like right, I know that's tough for him. So maybe it just wasn't a good matchup for him maybe you should have seen more marble even though they're similar size marble seems to have uh, a wider frame and can at least hold totally. up against that kind of uh, uh opponent in the post but yeah that it's just it's tough for kithia right now he hasn't been doing much and i'm kind of interested to see how that rotation shakes out moving forward and maybe it is totally matchup dependent because they all have slightly different things that they can do well yeah god i i feel for kithia oh man i mean yeah he he did have a bad game as far as like things he could control, but things that you can't control, like being three inches and <laughs> 50 pounds shorter than like everyone that you've played the last four games. Like, yeah, dude, like I, I know we brought it up last podcast, but my man has just got to be waiting to face a team that does not have a behemoth center yeah. on the other team. Like this is, this is a bad year for Kithier for it being the year of the big man in the big <laughs> 10 right now. And if he is, you know, gonna be this type of player where he's not gonna be able to hold up mm-hmm. against dudes like Williams, um, yeah, like Oturu, like Coburn, etc. Uh, you know, don't even get started on Caleb Wesson. Um, oh God, yeah, yeah. If that's gonna be the case, then he's gotta be a true stretch four. He can't be, you know, playing right. in the post a ton. Like he's gotta be. I don't know. Again, I keep going back to Costello, but even Costello hung in the post better and was more sturdy. So if Kithier's, you know, maybe he gets more sturdy as the years go on, adds muscle, you know, totally possible. Um, but there's, we've seen glimpses of an outside shot. You know, that's something that can certainly get refined more. Um, he's a, he was a traditional post player kind of in high school. So yeah. that's something to look for is his development is like, man, it's, it's, he's sort of a tweener right now. Like, are you going to be a four? Are you going to be a center? Like, what are you going to do? Can you defend bigs? Or are you going to have to drag them out to mm-hmm. the perimeter? So yeah, that's something where he's just in a tough spot right now. He's still developing and he's getting asked to do things that I don't think he's uh, able to do. He's at least not shown the ability to consistently do it. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Um, but you know, just again, long-term, I think they'll be okay. Like, I, you know, who knows? Like secretly, I'm sure Izzo was like thrilled this happened today. You know, <laughs> Secret, like yeah. there, there's nothing this man loves more in life than just being able to beat his team over the head with some horrible film, you know, and boy, yeah. did he get it. Or just the old, uh, coaches team up to give more effort, uh, in the middle of a season. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think he low key kind of likes this where he can yeah. get back into the, the film room, back into the practice gym, 
and just work these guys. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, Izzo has been in the spot before. I know that's crazy that a Hall of Fame coach has been in a spot where uh, his team has played flatly, and usually they're pretty good at responding to those kind of games. So every, Everyone on this team was in the mm-hmm. spot last year. They lost three straight to teams they should have beat. People forget that. Yeah. People forget that. Um, People forget that. Yeah. I Like I said... I don't know if I said it after Duke or Virginia Tech or whatever, but like uh, like I've been saying, been trying to say calmly, like mm-hmm. I have faith in the coaching mm-hmm. and Cassius Winston and Xavier mm-hmm. Tillman mm-hmm. and Gabe Brown and mm-hmm. Aaron Henry that they're mm-hmm. all going to like Kyle Arns. Hell, I mean, the coaching help. staff, like like Stevens, Garland, Fife. I mean, like. Yeah, like I said the coaches, Matt. First thing oh, I coach said. is plural. Sorry, I, I, I said coach. Yeah, all the coaches like they just have been there. They've done that. The talents there. The experience is there. They just ripped off eight straight wins. They laid a total egg. It happens. Like if they do it again against Wisconsin, the antennas go up. If they do it three times in a row against Indiana, then we start having the conversation like, what the hell is going on? No, three times is fine. Three times is the comfort zone. Four is when we start getting worried. Well, that, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. What, what the hell's going on? And then if it happens four times against Minnesota where they just haven't played well in about two weeks, you're going, okay, this is going down the tube right now. Yeah, start you know looking up NIT tickets, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how we do the, the whole dance. So Yes. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's, just, so it, it sounds like we're in lockstep, which uh, is interesting that you know we're, we're both fine. I, obviously, you know, you're a voice of reason. You're a rational head. I, I figured that you'd be okay. Um, and yeah, I'm fine too. Like sometimes, I, Matt, you even you get it right. You know what? It's a big day for your boy right here. <laughs> it's 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 a very big day. So um, yeah, all right. gonna be all right. They're going to be okay. They are college players that, again, I love making this statement. This will be the last thing I'll say, and then we'll get out of here. Mm -hmm. I love just sort of reminding people of this idea that with big time, like big time division one, big 10 athletes at the football and basketball and really every sport, but football and basketball, the ones we play the most attention to, Mm -hmm. these are teams full of awesome basketball and football players that all suck at basketball and football right now. They, yeah. they just aren't that good yet. They're young, developing, incredibly talented, just scratching the surface of their abilities. Um, some of them are going to be fortunate enough to go on to the professional levels and see that potential develop. Some are going to stop playing here, and that'll be their peaks. But like, in terms of playing excellent basketball at its, at its peak, at the most pure, beautiful basketball, they're just not anywhere close to that because they're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. Sometimes they're going to play really poorly. Um, and they just happen to do that against a team that was absolutely ready to kick their head clean off their shoulders. Uh, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it Them's happens. are the breaks. Them's are the breaks. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for listening to today's Locked on Spartans. We will be back tomorrow with another episode. Um, Maybe we'll have some football stuff to talk about in terms of news. We'll see. If not, Matt, we'll probably create some news. I'll I'll do something. We'll create some news. Something will happen. Uh, We (laughs) should probably talk about. uh, So Cody White did declare for the NFL draft kind of over the weekend there. So we'll talk. I think we should talk about that tomorrow. So we'll do a little bit of football. Cool. 
and then we'll mix in whatever else uh, becomes pertinent between now and then. So thanks so much for listening, Matt. You know the drill. Uh, Xavier Tillman, if you're listening, I'm sure you are right now. I know that you're a loyal listener. Happy birthday! Yay! Yeah, you did it, bud. Hope Another you had a bucks. good day. Yeah, maybe some cake on the plane. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, happy birthday. Tillman, love you. Love the rest of the team. Let's have a good week, everyone.